Pray to God. Ed's a really good guy, by the way. Everybody's got a past. Some, some people's may not be as decorated as others. But everybody's got a past, right? And God's good, and He's doing good things. And, uh, and it, it's good to come together to study the Word, to look at the Word of God, to receive from the Word of God. And, and the Word of God is what we're going to talk about tonight. You know, people say, well, we, we, aren't you going to be in the Word of God? You ever going to be in the Word of God? We're going to talk about the Word of God. Amen. Amen? Because it's the Word that brings life. It's, you know, everything that God says is creative. You know, people say, people say, well, He destroyed that. No, He didn't destroy anything. If He spoke, something was created. Right? Uh, it, it's, the, it's the evil words that destroy. Uh, the, Jesus came, said, I came that you might have life. The thief came that it might steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came. Who was Jesus? The Word of God. He came that we might have life. Amen? Amen. And so we want to look at that tonight because the, what, what we believe about the Word is important. What we receive from the Word is going to change our daily life. It's going to change everything that goes on in your life. It'll decide whether you get mad in a situation that you shouldn't. Right? If, if we're looking to God for our, for our every step, for our every answer, for our every action, then, then His Word is going to direct our actions. Amen? So sometimes when somebody says something that makes you a little bit unhappy, and then His Word's directing your life, you find something good to say. Right? Why? Because His Word's directing your life. He would always answer in love. The meanest thing somebody could say, God would answer him in love. Amen? Amen? Because he's a good God. And he is love. So if he spoke it, it's going to, it's going to be love. That's the way it is. Let's, let's start in Psalm 119. There's a lot of verses about the Word in Psalm 119. We're just going to look at one of them for now. Or we could be all night and all next week in Psalm 119. Amen? Psalm 119, verse 105. This is a, I don't know what none is, but maybe a nun said this. I don't know. No, I don't think so. This is the word of the Lord. Amen? It says, Thy word is a lamp unto thy feet, unto my feet, and a light unto my path. The, the Lord's word, received rightly, will tell you exactly where you are, and it will show you where you're going. It'll always tell you where you are. It, it will establish you. It will root and ground you in the right place at all times. It will bring faith for the moment. It's, it's, a, it's a light to your feet. It shows you exactly where you are planted. Amen. But it does also, it is also a light for your path. So it also will, show, it will shine ahead of you as you go. So, so the Word of God is not only keeping you in your space, but it's also taking you where He wants you to go. He may not tell you where that is, but He'll give you a light to get there. You've got to trust His Word, which is the light, to step on towards whatever He's got for you. Amen? Amen. It, 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 is, it is His Word. It's kind of weird to have all these seats right here empty. Never be afraid of pretty. I, I, know, I know this is a lot to handle. Come right on up next time, though. I, I know. 
Don't, don't be afraid. But the Lord... <laughs> right back to the Word. The, the Word of the Lord will take you and it will ground you in the faith in that Word. Whatever, whatever you've received from that Word at that moment in time, it's, it will ground you in it. If you're believing for healing, it may take you to 1 Peter 2.24 and it can ground you in that Word. It, it can take you to a place where all you believe is what He said. All you believe. It doesn't matter what else is going on around you. It doesn't matter how many other ideas or, or opinions you get. You become grounded in that word that says, by whose stripes you were healed. And then you begin to step with that light and it takes you to another verse that says, he sent his word and healed me. It, there's, there's so many verses as you're believing for healing. And, and, and he will take you from space to space and ground you, root you and ground you in that word because it's the word of love healing is an act of love so if he talks about healing he's talking about it through love and as if we'll receive it in the same manner that it was given we just received a word in love by faith unstoppable unstoppable if you receive by whose stripes you are you were healed through through in the manner it was given from god i mean it was the ultimate act of love the ultimate act of love that, that purchased our salvation, that bought our healing. The ultimate act of love. And the, and the Word of God did it. Amen? Look at, uh, look at Proverbs 4. You can't uh, get past Proverbs 4 if you're talking about words. Proverbs 4.21. 20, actually. 4.20. And you know, a lot of people, they're saying, well, yeah, we've got to say the right thing. You know, it, it's good that you do need to say the right thing, but if you'll do what this verse says, my son, attend to my words. If, if you put his words first and you incline your ear to what he says, what he thinks, what he's done, who he's been, who he is, if you'll incline, your, if you'll incline yourself to his words, your words will become his words or they'll become like his words. Yeah. Amen? You know, people say, well, you've got to speak positive. You don't need to speak positive. You need to speak his words. Yeah. They're greater than positive. Yeah. They're anointed. Yeah. Right? right? Positive words, that they, they have some good effect. Anointed words change every circumstance they're put towards. Yeah. Amen? When the word's anointed. But the, word, the anointed word will only change if you believe it. Amen? You can sit there, you know, you got people that quote the word to people, right? Uh, we'll just do, we'll use this one. A husband that says, you need to submit to me. He's quoting the word, no love, no anointing, not his business, should have shut up. Not his place. You got people quoting, quoting verses in a mean manner to, uh, to non-believers. No anointing. You can't, you can't take the Word, take it out of love, and then give it to somebody and make it, make it palatable. Right. Right? right? Because it was given in love to every man. Right. To every person ever born on this earth, the Word was given. Yes. Right. Amen? And in and, and so, and Proverbs 4.21, it says, Attend to those words. Attend to my words. Keep them in your eyes. Keep them in your heart. In a, right? 
You're, you're taking these words, and, and when, when you're looking out, they're before your eyes. So no matter what else is happening, you're seeing the Word of God. You see a big mountain, but you say, I can overcome it. You see a mountain of debt, and you say, he, he supplies all my needs according to His riches and glory. They're words to live by. They're, they're words to have life by. Not just, word, not just good words. They are words that create. They are words that change. They are words that bring on something greater in your life than what you had before you said them, if you believe them when you speak them. Amen? It's, it says right there, back to, it says, Keep them, let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. Why does he want you to keep them in the midst of your heart? You know, a lot of people, they say, well, you're just trying to keep them, do what they say. No, he wants you to keep them. He wants you to hold them right here. The reason he wants you to hold them right here is because that's where you believe from. You don't believe from your head. You've never believed anything from your head. Your head does not have the capacity to believe. Only your heart has the capacity to believe. And so he says, put my words where you can believe. Take my words, put them where your faith is. And believe what I say because their life to those who find them. People that aren't looking for answers won't find them. You can read the Bible from cover to cover. If you don't believe the words you read, it will have no effect in your life. The word that has an effect in your life is the one you put in your heart and that your faith grabs hold of and that you, you, you don't have to see 16 people and be prayed over 17 times because you now have a word from the Lord. You got, you, you got by whose stripes I'm healed. I were healed. Right? That's good English. By whose stripe I were healed. And, and, and you've got that and you're holding tight to that. You're holding tight to, beloved, I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health. And you grab hold of those words. Amen. And, and you, it, it might not take the first time you say it. Why? Because you got some darkness in you. Right? right? But, you know, the thing about it is, is if you start with God's good, Start with God's good. Amen. That's light. Glory. Right. That's light. And be unmoving in that belief. Right. No matter what you see in the Word of God, don't change that belief. Just your understanding doesn't matter. If God says you're well, then who's to argue with Him? Right. Amen? Amen? God says you're well. If God says, I'll meet your needs, who's to argue with Him? Your head might argue. Your experience might argue. And that's, that's where we get into a problem. we got people that actually take the Bible and they say, they'll t- well, I heard a guy one time reading in Proverbs. He said, he said, Proverbs is not necessarily God's word as a command or God's word in truth. Because he said, and he used this verse, he said, the verse train up a child in the way they should go and when they're older they won't depart from it. And he goes, I know lots of people who trained up their ch- children in the way they should go and they got older and, le- and left. He said, therefore, it's obvious that wasn't God because it would have happened if it were... you got to believe that verse. If my, ver- if my child doesn't look like they're, go- they're coming back to the way, I'm going to quote that verse all the more and be rooted in it. It's our faith in the Word of God that... that doesn't give it power, it gives it power in our lives. The Word's already powerful. 
It's already powerful. It doesn't need help. Amen. It just, it, it, but, it, but he works according to our faith, not according to his ability. His ability has already been said all through the word. And when Jesus came, he finished the work. God's not doing anything else. Right? The word became flesh. It dwelt among us. Right? And it finished the work. He bought salvation for every person that ever was and will be born. He bought healing and prosperity. He bought peace and joy. He, bought, he purchased everything that we would ever need to receive on this earth and beyond. Right. Amen. Amen? But, but how, everybody is not receiving that, so is, does that make it less true? No. no. I mean, I haven't received everything I'm going to. Why? Because I'm going to gain more light. I'm going to gain more light as I go. I'm going to gain more light, and, and darkness will have to be pushed out of the way. As I walk, as I step out, and I say, well, that's not my experience, but God's good. I trust His Word. And see, that's where we miss it. We, we rely on our experience before we rely on the truth. Now, what, which is greater, the experience or the truth? Depends on which one you're believing. The truth is greater, but in your life, Experience may be your, your, the only answer you get because that's what you believe. That's what these people were, book, or were saying the whole book of Proverbs was based on now, an experience. Because they saw it one way. Well, that's, that's going a long ways to say that every parent trained up their child exactly in the way he should go, right? You know, I, I got to be honest with you. I missed it a few times with Ramsey. I'm glad there was some mercy, right? I probably didn't do just everything perfect. In fact, is I might have got mad a couple times when boyfriends came around and things like that that my heart wasn't prepared for. Didn't make it right. But I didn't care if I saw them. <laughs> I always told her, I said, I don't have to like them. <laughs> she, said, she said, why not, Dad? You should like them. I, I don't have to like them. So it's my job to look at them, make them afraid, and send you on. <laughs> But, but to say that you were the perfect parent and that you trained them up exactly in the way they should go. But the, but the bigger issue is when do we stop believing that the word's true? When does our experience overtake the truth of God's word? The word, it said back in Proverbs 4, it said it's life to those who find it. It's not life to everybody. It's life to those who find it. And the only people who will find it are those that are seeking it through his goodness. God's good, and He does good. If you don't believe that verse is true, or if you put an if, and, or but at the end of it, you're, you're going to mess up the whole Bible. <laughs> you will. Because it doesn't matter what we understand, it's what's true. The light is greater than my understanding. There are a lot of things that his light goes way beyond my understanding today. Now, there's a lot of things that I got more light on than I had last week. And I'm going to get more light. You know why I'm going to get more light? Because I believe God's good. And as long as I believe God's good, I'll continue to walk in his light. And I'll continue to see him greater than I've seen him the day before. Amen? Because he's a good God. And he's doing good things. And, and the truth of the matter is, he 
He wants us to attend to His Word because it's good for us, not because He's got some... I don't know what you even call it. It's not just because He wants you to like Him. Right? He, didn't, he, didn't want, he doesn't just say things because He wants to see if you'll do it. Right? Yeah, I think people think that. Well, I'll obey Him. I don't understand. I don't think it'll make any difference. No, it's not, that's not what He wants. He has a plan when he tells you to look to his word, when he tells you to put that word in his heart, your heart, he, he knows you're getting ready to need it, first of all. But he knows the next step you take. Something is going to come against the word that was, that, that was put in your heart. You know, remember the parable of the sower, that every seed was good. The, the seed was the word of God. And it didn't say there was bad seed and good seed. It said there was bad soil, good soil. There was rocky soil. There was thorny soil. But there was soil that could keep the Word. Right? And if the seed got in there and they kept it, and then with patience, not long waiting, patience, joyful endurance, joyful endurance. Patience with God is knowing you're getting what He already said. You just don't know when. Right? It's, 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 it, is, it, it is not something that is wondering if it... Most people think patience is, well, I'll wait and see. No, it's not wait and see. It's wait and get. Yes. Patience with God is wait and receive. And, and, and if we'll continue to wait, we will receive. And if you wait in true patience, you'll be happy the whole time. Why? Because you know you're going to receive it. Amen? If you knew God cared about you, it wouldn't matter what you were going through because you knew God cared about you. You knew His Word said He would deliver you. His Word said you were more than a conqueror. His word, these are words to live by. These are words that bring life. It doesn't matter what your situation is at that point in time. Life is now coming into the situation. But we have to keep that going. You can't. That's why he says keep it in the midst of your heart. Don't let it out of your eyes because you may go through something that if you just let it out of your eyes for a minute, you'll see the wrong thing and your faith will sink. I remember when uh, my businesses were in the dump. I mean, they were awful. I didn't even want to go to work because I didn't know how many bill collectors were calling that day. But I was listening to the Word every day. Seven years. Listening to the Word. And I don't know how many of those years it took me to get it, but obviously it took more than six. <laughs> right? And people say, well, why wasn't the Word working? Because it has to work through me. It has to get through me. What was I seeking the Word to do? Get me out of my mess. I wasn't seeking the word because I loved the, the, the person I was seeking. I just wanted out of my mess. Had I got out of my mess, I wouldn't have been seeking the word anymore. I'd have been out of my mess. But when I began to seek him because I loved him, Amen. and I began to seek his word because I loved him, and I believed he was good, and he had a good plan, and he was doing good things. When I began to seek him in that manner, that's when things began to turn because I wasn't looking selfishly. And I'm not saying you don't want to find word for yourself for the situation you're going through. You do want to find, you want to ground yourself in it. And then in that grounded area, you can begin now to work with other people. You can, you can stand in faith for what you're believing for and help someone else while you're standing because it will take your mind off you. Right? 
because, because the Word of God takes you to other places, to other levels where you're, you're more valuable in other people's lives as He's more valuable in yours. Amen? Because He's working His Word in you and through you. Amen? And, and He's a good God. And, and the Word is His... It's not His truth. It is the truth. And when we choose to believe something else, when we choose to let something else overtake His Word... In other words, when I say, well, you know, healing is a sometimes thing because I know lots of people that got healed and sometimes I know people that didn't. So I guess healing is a sometimes thing. Well, I'm now in tradition, right? Because tradition makes the Word of God of no effect because what I've done in truth is wipe out 1 Peter 2.24. I've wiped out Isaiah 53. I've wiped them out because they're no longer true. Because they, now God's a respecter of persons. So I've wiped out a bunch of other verses all of a sudden because it says he's no respecter of persons, right? So, so I'm wiping things out as I'm believing something other than God's word. That's why he's saying pay attention to my words. Attend to what I say. Don't listen to something else. He's not trying to brainwash you. He's trying to heartwash you. He's trying to put His Word so strong in your heart that every time something else tries to come against you, His Word's the only thing that comes out. Right? My body doesn't have a choice. It's healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. My, my, my circumstance must change because He's made me more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. He, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I, I can have all things. He'll take care of us. He's a good God with a good plan. And, and the words we live by must be followed in our heart. It's not just doing them. It's believing them. you got a lot of people doing words hoping they'll work. Right? Well, I'm going to do what God said. I don't see it working. Well, <laughs> there's a good chance it's not going to. He's merciful, and sometimes he's, he's taking people over in that area, but that's not his plan nor his best. Right. Amen? Amen. He's, he's got a good plan, and he works through his word. His word is predominant over everything else. He, he, he exalted his word above his name. Right? He, he, he puts so much value, and his word is Jesus. Well, just look at that. We've been reading that. How many people enjoy John? John is awesome because... If, if anybody ever asked me the first book to read in the Bible, that, you know, say, well, do, should I start in Genesis? No, start in John. Start in John. Read the book through somebody's eyes that knew how much God loved them. And then go over another way. And, and I, lo- I love the book of John, but even in the first chapter, um, John 1, 4, it says, well, go to 3, I think, so we can... Try three. Okay, try two. Okay, try one. Let's just start at the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus was there in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. God, God has never separated Himself from His Word. And, 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 that, and, that, and literally, that, that's what He'd say with us. When you separate yourself from God's Word, then, then you become fair game for the enemy. Because when you separate from His Word, then there's only one option left. 
and it's deception and destruction. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. By Him what? By the Word. All things were made by the Word. Jesus is the Word. Jesus came... Go to John 3.16. Let's... Let's paraphrase this, this, this verse, John 3.16. For, so, for God so loved the world that He gave His Word, that whosoever would believe in His Word would not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus is His Word, right? The only begotten Son of the Father is His Word. So, for God so loved us that He sent His Word. He sent something that would help us. And, and, and what He was saying was, you need my word. You need my word in your heart because it brings salvation. And he spoke about it in Psalm 107, verse 20. This same verse, right? Psalm 107, verse 20. No, that's two, but that's a good verse too. Say so. So, there we go. Verse 20. He sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Why did they have destructions in their life? Go to verse 11 before you ever start this. No, verse 11. Go up. Because I don't have this in my notes, so you'll have to go there. It's in here, right there. That's right. Still trap. Still trap. Because they rebelled against the words of God and they contemned or despised, if you will, the counsel of the Most High. What, what got them to the place where He had to send His Word and heal them and save them from their destructions? They rebelled against His Word. They, they, they despised the, most, the counsel of the Most High. When we go outside of what He says about us, well, when, when that's, that's why the devil wants to get you in condemnation because you have to go outside of how God thinks about you to, to be condemned because he's not condemning you. So literally when, when you say, I'm not worthy, I'm not worth it, I, I'm no good, then you went completely, you rebelled against God's word. You rebelled against God's word. And in doing so, you put yourself in a position to fail. <laughs> I got quiet. It's true, because you're rebelling against God's Word. He sent His Word, and it brings life and health. His Word does nothing but create. It does nothing but do good. Amen? If you send His Word to... Let's well, think about this. What is it? Isaiah 55, where he talks about it like rain. His, his Word is like rain. Right? Okay. I do have this in my notes. Go to Isaiah 55. Verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, thither, found like that, but watereth the earth. You know, King James, I'm just I'm thinking he had a problem. And I, he might have he needed... Well, they call a speech therapist. 
He returneth not thither, but watereth the earth. (laughs) The rain come down, the snow from heaven, returneth not thither, but waters the earth and and makes it bring forth and bud. What's it doing? It's creating life. It's creating life. His Word is a life creator. Anywhere we send it, anywhere He sends it and we receive it, it will begin to to create life within that situation. If you're believing for finances, for health, for joy, for peace, whatever you're believing for in your life, you've got to have that Word. For It's the first thing you've got to have is the Word. You've got to have something to believe. Right? But you, we have word concerning everything. That there's nothing new under the sun. There, you can't come up with anything new tonight that God has not already overcome for you. You know, because a lot of people... I remember I was talking to Brother Moore one time and I said, I said, you know, people are wondering all the time, why, they'll, they'll ask, wonder why God didn't heal? And he said, wrong question. I'm like, well, they were wondering why God... No, wrong question. Why? He said, because God already healed him. You can't ask why God didn't heal. Immediately, you are in unbelief. Why? Because you ask why God didn't heal. He already healed. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a giving issue. And, and as long as we make it a giving issue, we make it a giver issue. These things aren't giving issues. They're not giver issues. They are receiver issues, and we've allowed ourselves to, to look at other options. First of all, the person you're talking about isn't even you, so you don't know their heart. You don't know what they were dealing with, so you don't know what they, what, what, you know, you can't say what God did or didn't do. You don't know what they were dealing with, how they felt, you, you don't know. You, you just don't know. And, and, th- and that's, a, that's a big deal because people are assuming because they feel good. You know, I'd have stood up and fought that thing like a man. Well, you'd have probably bowed first. Yeah. <laughs> because that's pride. Right, right. That's pride. You should look at that and say, okay, God, don't give, give me more word. Give me more light. Right? You're, we're not judging God's word on somebody else's experience or lack of experience. We're belie- we, if we choose to believe God's Word, it will, it must, it does, it, it can't not create life. It, it's not even a possibility. It says, keep it in, it says, keep it before your eyes, or put it before your eyes, keep it in the midst of your heart. Why? It's life and it's health. To who? To those who find it. What's he saying? Keep it where you're looking at it. That's how you find it. You want to find the Word of God? Keep it where you're looking at it all the time. And that's the one thing I did right in those seven years. I never let the Word of God out of my sight. I wasn't getting it, but I never let it out of my sight. And when I never let it out of my sight, it gave God something to work with every day. Thank God. And He was very merciful. Extremely merciful, you know. Cause, and, and again, you got people say, "I know I said this and I said that." I, I don't want to know what you said. I want to know what you believed God said, and then I want you to say what God said instead of saying, "This situation looks huge." Say, "I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength." I, you, it, nothing's too big for God. Therefore, nothing's too big for you. 
right? Because a lot of people, they're saying, well, God will take care of it. He already did. He made you big enough to take care of it. He gave you everything you will ever need and, and completed that work. Completed that work. In, in other words, just like Brother Moore said, wrong question. Why didn't they get healed? Wrong question. They did get healed. God already healed them. So, so, the, so the question isn't that. It's why didn't they receive the healing? It's no different than saying, I wonder why somebody walked through this earth for how many ever years they did and never received Jesus Christ. Because they didn't. Did it make it less available? No, but they didn't. Right? That, now that person that didn't receive healing, much better shape than the person that didn't receive Jesus because they're in heaven. Which even makes it harder to receive healing sometimes because if you get a glimpse of heaven, you don't really care. I mean, honestly, when I went to my mom's house when she was passing away, you know, she'd been dealing with cancer for a while. And she, you know, I could eat, you know, I had a lot of people say, your mom was such a good lady. That's not why God heals people. <laughs> but that was their thought. But see, that's how we think. They're good. They're good people. God should take care of it. He did. He should, it's not that he should. He did. I'll, I don't want to know all the answers. I don't need to. I know she's in heaven. She's okay. I'll see her someday. She's having a really good time. It's where she always wanted to be. All her life, she wanted to be in heaven. So she's there. Glory to God. So she's doing fine. So why am I worrying about why? Because why is not the right question. She was already healed. And it's not a question of how good... She was a great lady, a good woman of God, but one of my faith heroes. To this day, one of my faith heroes. I still hear her sometimes when I'm getting ready to do or go through something. I'll hear her behind me saying something. She had a verse for everything. And a song for everything that she didn't have a verse for, and it had a song in it, or a verse in it. But, but for me to question God's Word then I get in tradition and I nullify that word. And once you nullify one word, one part of God's word, once you nullify it, it's going to be very difficult for the whole word to work because it works together. That's why we stick with God is good. Go back to John, wherever I was talking about. John, where were we about? Verse 4, John 4, 1, 4. 1, 4. In him, in who? In the Word of God was life, and the life was the light of men. In other words, the life that God gave was the light that He gave. As He gave you life, you could see. Amen? Because you were in darkness before He gave you life, and when He gave you life, He enabled you to see. He gave you light. Right? We were in darkness. He turned us from darkness to light, from death unto life. And in doing that, he gave us the ability to see. Not only could we see where he wanted us to go, we could see where we'd been. And he'd say, don't go there anymore. What? The light manifests the works of the devil just like it manifests the works of God. Amen? And so, so if, if we allow that light, the light of life, to lead us, then we'll always be going the right direction. Why? Because it's his word. You're now paying attention to his word. Because you can't separate God from His Word because they're one and the same. Look at Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1. 
And these are the things we, we try to do. We, it, our mind tries to tell us, well, yeah, but. Anytime your mi- mind says, yeah, but, tell it to shut up. Don't, don't mess with it. Don't let it think. Don't let it try to figure something, because it can't. The, th- the thing is, your, your mind it was in darkness before you got saved, and it can't figure out God now. Your heart figures Him out. Your heart decides He's good, and it stands on that. And it, as it stands on that, it begins to see things differently. You know, I had people uh, used to ask me all the time in Bible study. You know, well, it says right there God cursed them. It, it says that they got in the curse. They didn't choose the blessing. There's only one other choice, right? He said, I set before you this day life, right? So we know that came from the Word. Or death, which didn't come from the Word. It's destruction. Blessing or cursing. Choose. And then he gave you the answer, life, right? And you'd have people say, well, yeah, but some people were cursed. No, they chose the curse. Because why? He said, he said they didn't say they chose the curse. Yeah, but if you don't choose the blessing, you're going to walk in the curse. If you don't choose to hear the Word of God, you'll hear the Word of something else. Amen? Because the Word of God is truth. And there's, there's, there's a counterfeit out there for every truth. I mean, I mean, if you just watch the news and the worldly secular stuff that's going on right now, you'll hear their truth all day long. And if you try to fit it in the Word of God, it doesn't even come close. Because it's not truth. It's, there's zero truth to it. There is only one truth, and it's the truth. Amen? And the Word of God is Jesus, and, and we can't separate the two. Wasn't that where I was going? Hebrews 1, yeah. Hebrews 1, in, in verse 2, it says, The Lord hath in these last days spoken to us, what? given us His Word by His Son. Who's His Son? The Word. Right? So you could say, He's spoken His Word, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom He also made the world. So you know He's talking about the Word because it says in Hebrews, by, by faith we know the world was framed by the Word of God. Right? See, see how the Bible fits together when you don't take parts of it out? It's so neat. It's so neat how it works when you don't take parts of it out. You can take one verse and it makes another one work and you start pulling them together. You're like, yeah. And you're not taking anything out of context. You're putting the word together. You're rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen? And go on in that verse. It says, by whom all the worlds were made. Verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. In other words, when you saw and heard Jesus, you saw and heard God. If Jesus spoke it, it wasn't, I think God thinks this. This is what God's saying. He only spoke the very words of God as the Word of God. That's a little confusing, isn't it? He was the Word of God. He spoke the Word of God. He, he accomplished everything that the Word of God said about him before he came and became flesh. He came here, became flesh, and the Word of God accomplished everything that it said it would through the cross in Jesus Christ. Every promise that was ever given to Abraham, to Moses, to all those that were before us, every promise ever given was accomplished through Jesus Christ. 
Everything in Isaiah, everything in, in every prophecy ever given in the Old Testament was accomplished in Jesus Christ. When it said in, in Isaiah 53, uh, by his stripes we are healed, and, and then in, in 1 Peter 2.24, it's accomplished. That's why it's past tense. I know you all know that, but it's going to encourage us tonight. Why? Because it doesn't mean sickness is gone. It means it has no power over us anymore. You know, that's what people would like. They would like, because the word is accomplished, that everything else is done. You're still in the, in the world that's got a curse on it. But you're no longer of the world. You're of the word. You're now of the word. You are the first, you are the second begotten of the father, if you will. Jesus was the first. And he was the first seed of many. And, and, he, and he accomplished everything. And now you're the next seed of many. And because you are, you have accomplished everything he accomplished. Your healing is, is a paid-for deal. Your, your salvation, your, your prosperity, your deliverance, your peace, your joy, everything that was purchased through Jesus Christ, we now have. Glory to God. What, what a huge deal. And, and he's that express image. So if you saw him, and he even said this in John, we'll read it later, if you see me, you've seen the Father. Right? Why? Because he's the express image. How many parents in here would like your kid to be the express image of you? I wouldn't. <laughs> I have moments where I'd like her to be just like me. Right? But God's perfect. And he sent his perfect word through his perfect son. And, and, he, and he accomplished everything perfectly. Amen. So that his word can be, can be believed in perfection. You don't have to wonder if parts of it are true. You don't have to pick it apart and say, well, that's not true because of this, and this ain't true because of this, and I've never experienced that. Your experience or lack of experience doesn't decide whether the Word's true. And until we get away from that, then we'll never see the fullness. Remember, the one thing he said about his Word, I think it's in John 1.14. Let's look at John 1.14, maybe it'll... Maybe it'll be the verse I want. Yeah. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, do you think His Word was full of grace and truth once it got here or already? Already. Already. His Word... Grace reached back and truth reached back is before the foundation of the world and it reached further than the world will ever go. And, and, and it missed not one thing. So, so when we take hold of that word, we, ha- we can never let our minds think, I wonder why. You don't have to wonder why. He's good and he does good. His word says he's good. His word says he's healed you. His word says salvation is and always will be available through Jesus Christ, through faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And, and as we believe those things, go back to John 3.16. As we put the word first, John 3.16, our favorite verse. We can quote it without you. You don't have to put it up. For God so loved us. And that's what we've got to believe right there. Not just that the word was sent, but it was sent because he loved you. 
it was sent because he loved you. He, he sent 1 Peter 2.24 because he loved you. He sent Jesus and accomplished 1 Peter 2.24 because he loved you. It was a promise that he kept. Now, I, I even like to look at some of the ones where it says the word because, you know, basically it says God sent his word. God gave his word. God gave his word. If God gives his word, be guaranteed it's going to happen. He gave his word. You know, people say, I'll give you my word, I'll do that. If God gives you his word, it's done. It's not going to happen. It's a done deal. And he said, for God so loved us that he gave his word. He gave the word so that if we would believe, it's not, it doesn't end there. It's great that he's given us something, but you've got a part. I've got a part. And, and, and that's where the confusion comes in because if we, if we let anything else sway us remember that's why that's what was so unusual about abraham nothing caused him to waver he was fully persuaded that what god said that god's word and what he said the promise he made he was also able to do so he settled it that it was going to be and that was the end of it for him and that's where it has to be for us they're words to live by They're words that create life. They're words that take us out of destruction. They're words that pull us back from the enemy. They're they're words that take back areas where where we've allowed the devil to take them. Even the people that despised his word, that rebelled against his word, what did he do? He's a merciful God. He sent his word. And he healed them. Because why? Because they had rejected his word. They'd pushed it out. There's only one way to fix that. Put the word back in. Amen? And that's how you fix. When, when, you've, when you know you're in a jam, it's not time to say, I wonder if. It's time to say, the word's right. Yeah. That's truth. That's what I believe. That's what I know. You know, a lot of people say, it's the word of God, I believe it, and that settles it. Is it? Do you? Right? Remember, you can't believe for somebody else. You can encourage their faith. You, you, can, you can lift them up and, and, and ask God to strengthen them and bring laborers into their path to encourage their faith. But you can't believe for somebody else. Therefore, you can't take somebody else's experience and decide what faith you go with. <laughs> you can't. And somebody else's experience isn't God's Word. Now, if they experience God's Word, that's okay. Cause then, but then you don't even still aren't going with their experience. You're saying God's Word does what God's Word does. It's God's Word. And as long as we keep it in the place that we do, then, then it will accomplish those things. Oh, I guess go back to Isaiah 55. That's where we were, accomplishing. <clears throat> Isaiah 55.10. For as the rain comes down and the snow into heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and make it bring forth bud, creative, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It always helps. The word never hurts you. It always helps you. You know, when people say, you know what, I believe God and I got sick and I had to get down on my back so I could look up. Get down on your back before you're sick if you just need to look up. (laughs) Guaranteed, if you'll get on your back, you will look up. Do it before you're sick. Right? God doesn't make people sick. If you believe that, then most of the word's no good to you. Actually, all of the word's no good to you. And and that's a problem in the church today. If you negate the Word of God, I'm not saying stuff you don't know. There are things we don't know. Everybody has stuff they don't know. You know, we just want 
people to know at least what we do know. So it's not, I'm not talking about what you don't know, but when you know something and you just choose not to believe it. I mean, when you can see in the Word that it says this. I remember one time I said, well, I forget who we were talking to, Rick may <laughs> I said, well, 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by whose stripes we were healed. And he said, well, that's spiritual. Well, they just made, they just made that of non-effect. Right? They made that word of non-effect. Why? Because they added to it. You would have to add to it to say that's spiritual. I, I'm not saying it's not spiritual. God healed us, spirit, soul, and body. It is very spiritual. Right? Because spiritually, you'll need to receive it. It'll take faith to receive it. But it's going to heal your body. You know, because what you're believing is an incomplete work, which makes it an incomplete word. The word's finished. Jesus said it. He said, it is finished. And when he said that, everything had been accomplished. Everything that we'll ever need, everything that we'll ever hope, everything that we'll ever desire, everything that we could ever be, want, he's already accomplished it. So when, when, we, when we decide or think that we're going to question the word or question God, we need to step back. And, and, and you know, I actually liked that when Brother Moore said the wrong question. And, and he's, he was... Just like that, because he's right. It was the wrong question. And you, I knew that, but I still needed to hear it was the wrong question. You know what the Word does? It directs you. It counsels you. Huh? The, the Word, if you'll allow it to, will work through your elders, through people around you, and it will help you. Amen? He's been in the Word a few more years than I have. Huh? And and God's done some good things. And, and I don't need... Well, Brother Moore, that was kind of mean. Maybe that's right, but couldn't you have said it nicer? <laughs> no. And that's what people think about God sometimes. Well, I'd believe that, but it looks so mean. <laughs> sometimes you got to yell at somebody before they run off the cliff. Right? I mean, if you're way back here from the cliff, you say, hey, stop, you're going on the cliff. And then you go another 10 feet... Uh, excuse me, stop, you're going over the cliff. You get to this, stop, you're going over the cliff. They turn around, you don't have to be so mean. <laughs> Love does what it has to to protect you, to keep you. Love does what it has to. And what, it, what did it have to do through Jesus Christ? He sent his word and he took care of us. He healed us and he gave us life. And he did all those things because he loved us. And, and if we will trust Him, then we'll trust His Word. If you don't trust His Word, you don't trust Him. If you don't trust Jesus, you don't trust Him. He was the express image of the Father. And He upheld everything by the Word of His power. Everything that's happening right now is being upheld by the Word of God's power, Jesus Christ. If that stopped tomorrow, we just wouldn't be here. Why? Because that's how big he is. But that's how strong his word is. That's how powerful his word is. That it's, up, it's upholding all things. And, and as, as we receive it as his word, as we, as we attend to that word, and we, and we put it in our eyes, and we put it in our ears, and we put it in our heart, then when something comes up, the next thing out of our mouth is what's in the abundance of our heart. And what's in the abundance of your heart? It's the word of God that you put in. And you put it in because you believed it. And as you continue to remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so faith comes through the Word of God. You're not going to have faith. 
you're not going to have more faith than you have word. <laughs> you're not, because the word faith comes by the word. People say, "Well, I got faith for this." Really, where's your word? Amen. That's <laughs> a little quiet. One more verse, and we're going to close. What verse was I going to, though? Oh, we never did finish Isaiah 55. That's where I was going. All right. Bread, bread to the eater. Verse 11. 55, 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not. Now, we got people all over the place that believe that his words were turning unto him void all the time. I prayed for my brother-in-law and my sister to be saved and they didn't get saved. What are they saying? Did his word return void? No, he already saved them. Wrong question again. They were, they were saved before they left the earth. Whether they received it or not is up to them. Every person that ever walks this earth has salvation availability. Not picking up your package is not God's fault. <laughs> right? He sent it. He sent the package. He said, by, he said, here's Jesus, everything that you've ever wanted, ever going to need, ever, nothing, nothing missing, nothing broken, have it. If somebody leaves this earth without Jesus Christ, it was a choice they made. Amen? And if they weren't old enough to make that choice, they didn't leave without him. Amen? So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper the thing whereunto I sent it. He sent his word and healed us. He sent his word to accomplish his will in your life, in my life. And, and as salvation, uh, claiming Jesus Christ as Lord is the first step, but you're only getting a part of the word. Healing deliverance, prosperity, overcoming power. Because you're in the world, He gave you overcoming power because there's going to be things to overcome. Salvation doesn't take you out of the problem. It makes you bigger than the problem. Amen? And, And so He accomplished all these things through His Word and they won't return to Him void. He's already gotten numbers and scores and scores of thousands and millions of people because Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And he's going to get more and more. He's going to get more and more every day. And more and more people are getting it every day that they're healed. They're getting it every day that he wants them to to have prosperity in their life. He wants it in their heart and he wants it in their their wallet. He wants it in their money. He wants wants his people to be well taken care of. I mean, if you think about it, when when Abraham believed, he got rich real quick. Right? And he didn't even believe to get rich. He believed in Jesus. Literally, Abraham was believing in Jesus. And because he did, he got salvation. It says he was, it was credited to him righteousness. He was saved right there. And he got prosperous right there. And I don't read anywhere in there where he was sick from day to day. Why? Because he received the word of God and it was accredited to him righteousness. When we receive the word of God as the righteousness of God in Christ, then we are given all the things that righteousness was, was, that was purchased in our righteousness. We receive the, the salvation. We receive the healing. We receive the prosperity. But you have to receive it, and we can't allow a, an opposing view to come in and say, well, I saw this. I heard this. I experienced this. Throw it out. Cast it down. 
It's an opposing view. It's an opposing word to the truth. And anything that opposes truth must be cast down because the truth is already done. We're not waiting on God to do anything. He's done everything He's going to do. He saved you eons ago. He healed you 2,000 years ago. He, he raised you up and seated you with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. You're already seated there. Yes. Amen? Before you even go, He's got your name on the chair. It says it's right there. Why? Because He's already done. He's a faith God. He believed you were coming before you came. He's a faith God. Glory to God. And, and, and if we believe in this word and we attend to this word, it, will, it is words to have and enjoy life. Look at, look, we'll close with this, John 10.10 in 10 the Amplified. It's, it, I know it's Brother Moore's favorite verse. It has to be. And I like that because what it says is he's good and he does good. And it says the thief is bad and he does bad. The thief comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Not, not, not any of those three are creative. They're all destructive. God doesn't do destructive. If something destructive happens, don't credit it to God. Don't, don't think He was using the devil. He didn't employ the devil. They don't work together. They're not friends. They don't talk. Amen? Amen. Uh, devil doesn't, doesn't say... Well, if you did this, this guy would get better. Well, you're right, devil. The devil's never right. God doesn't, he doesn't use the devil because he doesn't have any destructive in him because he's already been creative. His word is going forth from this moment and it's continuing to create. It's continuing to bring life and health everywhere that it's received. Every place that it's received. And, and, it's, and we don't want to question that goodness because it puts us in a place to where we're judging His Word off somebody else's experience or a lack of experience. Amen? And it says in this, the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that they may have, not just have, but enjoy. Have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. You know why I want you to have so much? Because when we overflow, it spills out onto somebody else. He wants us to have so much life. And the way you get that is through who who came. He came. Jesus, the Word came that you might have and enjoy life and have it abundantly to the full until it overflows. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't know how many notes I got tonight, but we got some. Thank you, Father. You guys got a song, Susan? Sing something for us. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I